Hi, and welcome to Lessons for My Kids. So today, I was thinking about scams. Online, email, phone calls, social media. There are so many scams out there. And there are so many people who are trying to steal your information, your data, your money, your identity. And I wanted to leave a message for my kids and my grandkids and anyone else out there who's interested. But I wanted to leave a message of, what do you look for? How do you not get scammed? And the answer isn't, isn't easy. It isn't just, you know, a simple, you know, do this and you'll be free. There are so many scams out there, and I know smart people who have actually been taken advantage of and have lost thousands of dollars, uh, or their information has been taken, or they've been blackmailed uh, via the internet. And these are people that I trust. These are people that I know and love. And even they got scammed. So if you've been a victim of this, please understand you are not alone. You are not going to be the last one, nor are you the first. But know that there are things that you can do to protect your information. And if you haven't been a part of this, thank your lucky stars. You know, however, whatever you need to do, go outside, turn around, spit, you know, Stand on one leg, cross your fingers, whatever it is you need to do to thank yourself and thank your lucky stars that you have not been part of this because it's destroyed some families. It's destroyed some businesses and it's destroyed some people uh, for many years while they have to rebuild uh, their nest eggs or their credit or their personal data. Again, not an easy, easy situation. So I... I've pulled up some information online. Um, there are a lot of sites out there. Some of them may not be legitimate, uh, but there are some sites that I would trust um, that have some good information as far as how to protect yourself and things that you can do uh, to prevent these things from, from coming into your life. Now, again, nothing is 100% foolproof. Uh, we've seen uh, different softwares that you can download uh, onto your onto your devices or onto your machine, and even those aren't a hundred percent. But if you don't do anything, then there's pretty much a guarantee that that somebody will scam you. Somebody will get your information somehow, some way. So the couple of articles that I pulled for today, uh, one comes from SearchRPM.com. Uh, another one comes from scambusters.org. Uh, I've got one from norton.com, uh, which is the software that we've talked about before. Um, and then I've also got uh, kind of a final one uh, from uh, scambusters that I wanted to go over uh, real quick because they, they give some good tip, tips at the end. Um, so I'll touch on that. But before we get there, and I'm trying not to keep this one uh, long, uh, but there's some basic things that we need to be looking for. 
Now, if you're a parent and your kids are on social media or they're on a variety of sites, be it on their phone, laptop, whatever, um, there's a lot of software out there that uh, you can use uh, to protect uh, your child from clicking on certain sites. Now, it can either help stop the those sites from even popping up. Um, so if somebody accidentally types in uh, the name of a site and it's not appropriate or it it's fishy, uh, that site won't even be allowed to open. It'll be blocked. Now, there are other sites where, like YouTube, um, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, TikTok, there's a bunch of them, and I'm sure this is going to be outdated uh, at some point. <clears throat> but there there are those sites out there where you go in through a general portal, and once you're in there, you can root around and, and find different things. You can do different searches, and so that may not be protected, protecting you or you your child enough but there are some things that you can do to control the clicks um, so it's you know knowing what your kids are looking at and if you use some of these softwares uh, the some of this different software that that helps manage and maintain records knowing where your child's been going uh, or knowing where you've been going you can go back and you can review it and look to see uh, what sites these people are, or what sites uh, you visited. Um, checking your financials. Uh, bank accounts and banks are highly susceptible uh, to uh, scams. And so if you have bought something online on a website that you don't normally go to, or one that just popped up and you thought, hey, that's a neat product, be careful where you buy. If you don't know who you're buying from, they could be going into your credit card. They could be going into your bank account if you're using a debit card. Uh, and they could be doing some damage to your financials. So check your credit card statements on a, on a regular basis. Um, do it weekly if you, if you so want. Do it daily if you want. Um, but to make sure that, that your, your accounts are where they should be. Um, and then again, check with your, your bank. And if you feel like you've been scammed, uh, credit cards tend to have some protection uh, for you, uh, but make sure that your bank does as well. So talk to them and make sure that they're, they're aware uh, if anything fishy is going on. Now, let's back up for a minute because a lot of these scammers, people will call you, people will email you, they'll ask you to click on a link, they'll ask you for personal information. Legitimate companies and legitimate government agencies do not ask for this information over uh, the phone. They don't ask for it many times in writing. Usually you have to approach, say, a government agency like Social Security uh, or you know, Affordable Care Act, something along those lines. They're not going to come to you and ask you, can you verify your Social Security number? They're not coming to you for that. Uh, mortgage companies don't come to you uh, unless you know them and you've done business with them. They are not coming to you and saying, hey, we got this great deal. All we need is your social security number. Don't do it, not over the phone. Go into one of their local offices. 
If somebody calls you and says they are uh, who they claim to be, so say they call up and they say, hi, I'm your bank, and or I'm, <clears throat> I'm a local car dealer that you've done business with, tell them you can't talk right at the moment and you'll call them back. And you find the real number and you call that number and you get a front desk or, or you get to a salesperson or you get to a manager and you ask them specifically, hey, did you call? And if they did and they verify that they called, you know, you may want to proceed. But the better option is to say, let me set up a time and I'll come in and I'll visit with you and I'll get you the information you need. That way you're in control of the information flow. <clears throat> Nothing is being sent over an electronic means because there are some scammers out there who will use uh, digital caption, uh, a capture uh, software and such. So, you know, best option is to go in. But if you, if you are being asked uh, for information over the phone, a lot of these scammers, they're looking for a social security number, they're looking for your name, they're looking for birth dates, email addresses, phone numbers, other addresses, mailing addresses. They're looking for passwords. And if they get a hold of those things, they can do some damage to your data. They can do damage to your uh, financial records, so on and so forth. They may use that to open up new loans. They may use your information to open up new records. So you do definitely need to be careful. Um, <clears throat> as for kids, you never know who they're talking to. So they could be on a gaming system and somebody could approach them and say, hey, let's let's join a, a room together and we can play the game uh, online. We need to know our, who our kids are talking to because you never know if that's somebody who's trying to take advantage of a small child. That could be somebody who's trying to arrange a meeting and that can also be uh, damaging to your family, obviously. And one of the one of the quotes that I found on uh, on one of these uh, articles says, "One in twenty children has arranged a secret meeting with someone they met online." And that was a survey of 825 kids. Um, so it's a small survey, but still, the fact that that kids are being approached uh, by adults for who knows what. Um, we need to teach the, our kids and we be, need to be reminded ourselves about internet safety. Now, it's not just about what, about people coming to us, but we also need to think about what we're putting out there. What, what are we putting out on social media? What are we putting out uh, in emails? What are we putting out uh, to the world that, you know, we may delete an email and think that it's gone forever, but it's not. So I was told by a lawyer many, many years ago, and I am not a lawyer, just so we're clear on that. Um, but I was told years ago that whatever you put onto social media or into email, if you don't want it in front of a judge or in a courtroom, don't write it. Don't post it. Don't send it. What happens is, while we think we delete an email from our our machines, or we delete it from whatever site we use, 
or we delete a Facebook post or we delete a tweet, uh, we may not see it, but somewhere in the world that still exists. It still is sitting on a server somewhere. It never goes away. So if you are thinking of writing a nasty message or writing something that, you know, you may find funny, but somebody else might find offensive, be careful. Because whatever you write, whatever you post, whatever you send, those things could come back to haunt you at some point. If somebody finds it and is offended or is affected negatively. So be careful of what you're writing. You know, as crazy as it is, I know everybody's trying to be their own individual and, and we should be. We should live our lives the way that we want to live them and we should be who we are. But in some ways, we also have to think about what are we leaving behind? What, you know, if I were to go in front of a court of law and I had a jury of my peers, uh, which we do here in the U.S., if this email was read in front of them, would it be embarrassing? Would it be something that I would regret? So these are the days I look and say, if we can just be plain spoken, if we can just be simple and not be offensive, uh, you know, but yet still be true to ourselves, those are the things we want to try and be. So we need to educate ourselves. We need to teach our kids. <coughs> we need to look for uh, misspellings. We need to look for those signs where, excuse me, <coughs> we need to look for those signs that information being asked of us is actually legitimate and that the communication is legitimate. Because people are out there, and instead of spending their time looking for uh, ways to do good works, they're looking for ways to kind of cheat the system and cheat us. So they're using phishing. They're using smishing, which I had never heard of until I read this. Uh, read this article from uh, safesearchkids.com. Uh, but we know phishing scams. They're looking to uh, use clickbait. They're using different ways for us to give our information. But smishing is when a scammer sends a message to us via text. Um, it's uh, SMS is the short message services, but they're it, it's like a phishing scam, but they're using smishing. And I've gotten a few of these where uh, somebody they they mask themselves as FedEx or UPS and they say, "Oh, a shipment's on its way." Um, just click on the link. Uh, but what, what we don't recognize always is that if UPS or FedEx were really sending us a, a text, that text or, or, or email should include the actual uh, tracking number, not a uh, you know strange looking link that has letters and numbers and all sorts of things that that do not really fit the pattern of a tracking number and then we also have vishing uh, which i'd never heard of this being called but vishing is voice caller scams this is when people might be calling you uh, under a, a number uh, and they may be trying to to get you to say something uh, via the call 
that you wouldn't normally say. Um, giving out a password, giving out your social security number, giving out something that you might uh, regret later on. Now, another thing to keep in mind is that emails may be coming in looking like they are from a legitimate source, but they're not. And one of the best things I found uh, to, to prevent myself from opening something is if it doesn't look right, if it doesn't look legitimate, if it doesn't feel right, uh, or you haven't sent away for or, or ordered something online where an email will be coming in, forward it from your box. And before you hit any other buttons or any other links, when you forward it, what happens is it shows the actual address that it came from or the address that it's masked. And in many times, you'll find that these are from foreign countries. You'll find that they're not legitimate. And so you want to take those and uh, delete them. Uh, or you can send them on to uh, security uh, email addresses for whoever handles your server or handles your email. Um, I've gotten e Amazon messages, uh, messages from such things like UPS and FedEx that were masked as those things, but they really weren't from those those organizations. And so I took and forwarded those on uh, to the uh, cyber crimes uh, uh, departments for those companies, and they've investigated them. They're not going to stop them all, the, but if they can shut down one or two, that's a benefit. So from scambusters.org. I'm going to finish up with, uh, they've got a list of seven top cybersecurity tips uh, that <clears throat> should be should be known by all of us. Um, so I'm going to hit those real quick and then call this, uh, call this uh, episode over. Uh, but one is use a good antivirus program. Keep all your software up to date. If there's an update, Make sure that you, you update your, your phone, update your laptop, because what happens is those, those updates have the most uh, current uh, antivirus or protections in place. Uh, two, examine the address of incoming emails carefully. Again, it may be a false one, so if you can forward it uh, or, or click forward, look for that address that it came from and see what it, what it uh, if it's legit. Most of the time, they, they are not. Um, if you don't know who they are, most likely it's not legit. Um, three, don't click on or even retype links in unsolicited messages. Always use addresses or phone numbers you've verified. Uh, don't open attachments unless you're expecting them and have checked the sender's email. I know that I've got friends who've had that happen. Uh, be wary of and check thoroughly all digital requests for a payment or transfer of funds. Do you really know where and why you're sending them? So know who you're sending money to. Uh, be especially suspicious of any messages that tries to pressure you into taking urgent or immediate action. Scammers, they just want to hit you quick. And while you're still trying to figure out whether or not they're legit or not, uh, they've already moved on to their next suspect. If they can get your money quickly or get your information quickly, they're moving on and you, and you probably won't find them. And then last, 
If you're asked to transfer money by wire, which normally can't be tracked or traced after you send it, confirm the request in person or over the phone, but don't use a number listed in a message request. Look it up separately. So with that, there's a lot more that we could be talking about to protect yourself, but you know, be vigilant. Think about who you're sending things to. Think about who you're receiving things from. Are they a legitimate company? Are they a legitimate person? Uh, if it doesn't look right, or if it just is a link and has your friend's name tied to it, call your friend before you click on it or before you respond and make sure that it's something legitimate. And with that, uh, I will say there's a lot more information out there on the internet. So if you feel that you uh, need to, to become educated on scams and potential phishing uh, issues and, and such, go to your bank, go to your financial institution, contact uh, cybersecurity uh, companies. Um, there's a lot of information out there and you, you can definitely educate yourself. So with that, I thank you for listening to another episode and I hope you have a great day. Take care.